This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Open up Jesus to every part of our lives. Um, if, you've, uh, if you don't know what I'm on about, uh, either listening to us online or uh, even here at church this morning, can I really encourage you uh, to grab a copy of the podcast? Go to abclife.org forward slash listen online and have uh, a listen um, to that if you would. Have you ever crossed a line? Have you crossed a line? I get told it. I get told that all the time, guys. I do. He says, hey, Dad, I think you crossed a line there. I says, what line did I cross? That's like a that's like dad joke line. You know, you just like, shut up, will you? That's the kind of stuff that I get, you know. And I, I'm thinking these jokes that I'm saying are horrendously funny. Or I cross the line often at a, a party or a wedding or an engagement party, and I put my moves on. I tell you what, I cut some shapes. Now, in my head, they're really good. But I cross a line and my, you know, they come, the girls come up and drag me off the dance floor and say, Dad, can you please, what's that you're doing with your arms? You know, you look as if you're unwell. You know, what on earth is, is going on? So, can I ask you, have you crossed a line? I mean, look at this line here. This line is on every motorway. And one of the things that's happened on the the motorways is uh, they have not just put a a hard shoulder to uh, stop us from crossing over into an area that we shouldn't be. But one of the things they've done now is they've put like these corrugation lines on them. Have Have you had that? And then when you go too near to it, you hear the car suddenly go as you cross it. Come on, hands up. Be honest in church this morning. How many of you crossed that line? Okay, don't sleep and drive. It's bad for you, really bad for the passengers. Please don't do that. Uh, And sometimes we can either be distracted or we can fall asleep. And we cross this line. And these lines are boundaries. These are boundaries that are made to keep us safe. And you see, if we cross this line, we can find ourselves in a whole bunch of trouble. But notice this line is not a barrier, it's not a fence. It's not a big wall. What happens with a white line? It's a simple line of demarcation that we know if we cross that line, and we can, I mean, there's nothing stopping you or me jumping in a car and driving down the hard shoulder. Robert Thomas, my mate, if you're listening online this morning, honorable mention to you. I remember we were late to a rugby match once. We go into Cardiff, we're going to watch Wales versus England, big fixture. And we're on the motorway and we're coming off to the Cardiff junction there and we need to get off. And he's there in his MG. Do you remember the MG? Great cars. And what does Rob do? He says, stuff this, Phil. We're going to be late in a minute. Straight onto the hard shoulder, all the way up out of the hard shoulder and goes onto the slip road and we get off on Cardiff. He crossed the line! But I'm sure you'll agree with me, Wales versus England and to get there for kickoff, is that permitted? Yeah. Yes, that's permitted to cross the line. And we've all of these different kinds of lines or boundaries. In fact, this cone that I'm holding up here, or trying to hold up here, that was heavier than I thought. These are boundaries. 
They had been doing roadworks on the uh, M25, and I was travelling um, all the way down to um, Reigate in Surrey a couple of weeks ago, and I came off that uh, M23 to M25 interchange, and I came there, and guess what? The junction was closed. I couldn't transfer my vehicle from the M23 to the M25. Do you know why? Because it was corned off. Now, I could have gone between the corns, could I? I could have crossed the line. I could have crossed that boundary. But goodness knows what happened. Number one, I'd probably have a driving ban. Uh, number two, I might put workers that are in the roadway at risk. And these boundaries, these lines are placed in our lives to make sure that nobody else gets hurt and I don't get hurt. And we use all kinds of gadgets and gizmos to represent these lines. We've got double yellow lines. We've got white lines. We've got cones. We've even got, I mean, kids get this. Have a look at this. We've even got traffic lights that help us uh, when we get to a crossroads or we get to a junction. It says, don't cross here when it's on what color? Look, some of you cross when it's on amber. Ah, like I've seen you cross when it's on amber. So we only cross when? We only cross when it's on what? I'm, like Emrys, I'm just saying, mate, this is drawn by a five-year-old child and they get it. If you don't know your green amber reds by now, I like, don't, get, don't give this guy a driving license, please. We're in trouble. But we stop at a red light, don't we? And we go at a green light. It's really, really are complicated with all of these lines and just like a confession. Can I just confess in front of you all today? It's good to confess our shortcomings. I cross a line every single day. And I know it's a line that I cross and I shouldn't. And, it, and it's like this line every night in bed. I cross this line between her side of the bed and my side of the bed. And every time I go over there, I get hurt. I get kicked back. Get your side of the bed. Every time I cross this line, every single, line, every single night. But you know, if we cross these lines, if we cross these boundaries, we can expect to get hurt. Look at this. I love this picture here. This is the ultimate sport, isn't it? Is rugby. I think a line has been crossed there, do you? I think there's a line of infringement here and this is Mike Brown taking on Sam Warburton. Uh, Mike Brown, if you happen to be listening online, good luck with that one. I think he's a bit bigger, but do you know why I like this picture? I like this picture because observe where Sam Warburton's hands are. Do you see it? Do you notice it? This picture inspires me. Look, I don't know. Sam probably hit him a little bit hard and he got hurt. And, uh, you, know, you know, God bless him. He got hurt, but he's got, I don't know what the tackle was, but he's got, and he's reacted to it. But I love the fact that everyone is pulling Mike Brown and trying to stop these. But I love the fact that Sam Warburton is just there because he is not crossing that line. He knows the rules of the sport. He knows that we are competitive and we're aggressive, but we do not cross lines in sport to go cheating, do we? Richie McCaw, if you happen to be listening online. 
And I love it. And with all of our boundaries that we've got, again, the big thing that I want you to understand as we turn to God's word in a moment, if we cross boundaries in our lives, people get hurt. You get hurt, or they get hurt, or we both get hurt. I mean, hands up those of you that won't get hurt. Yeah, all big some zero, unless you're like a little bit sick or whatever. But every day across our country, there are people that cross boundaries. They cross lines that they shouldn't, and people get hurt. It's in John chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus says this. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Basically, what he's trying to say there is, look, guys, if, if you really love me, the lines of demarcation that you draw in your life, the co- lives, the cones that you stick up, the red lights that I'm asking you to put in your life, just can you, can you please make sure you stay within the line? Stay within the zone. Or you will get hurt. And he's not saying it, if you love me, keep my commandments. He's not saying it in order to spoil your party. He's not saying it because he wants to be down on you. He loves you so much that he does not want to keep you, he does not want to see you get hurt. And yet so often we cross these lines. And we struggle with these boundaries. We struggle with them every day. Or is it just me that does it? We struggle with boundaries, with dealing with people and dealing with our bosses and uh, dealing with our relationships and dealing like, like, have a look at these couple of questions that are, are here for you. Like every single day, we, we, we struggle over how to set limits in our lives and, and, and like still be a loving person. Like cause some of you are going to get the call this week. You are. You maybe got something arranged. You've got a great day out for maybe you and your girlfriend and, and you're going to go. And then maybe mum phones. I mean, you've got it all organised, guys. You've got like a candlelit dinner. I mean, it's before the Wales-England fixture, but it still counts. I mean, she wanted you to take her out, so you've decided to take her to the rugby. It's an evening kickoff. So you've thought, hey, darling, why don't we go to Cardiff for the day? And you, you've bought some tickets and you've... Book the restaurant, guys. Match day in Cardiff. You're not going to get food unless you book the restaurant. So this time you've been organised. You've booked the restaurant. <laughs> not making some excuse when you get there and saying a, a reservation for Jones. And they're saying, we haven't got a reservation. Yes, I, I, uh, I fought last week. I did. When you're thinking, oh my word, what did I do? And try to blag it. Get organised. Take the girl out. And you're there. And you've got it all lined up. But she phones. Mum. She phones. Um, your father and me have been thinking, yeah, it's a lovely day. And you know your dad hates the rugby. And we were thinking, you know, Cardiff is going to be hustle and bustle and everyone's going to be down the pubs. We thought it'd be lovely to go down the beach for the day, take the dogs for a walk. And we thought maybe you and Claire would like to come with us. Would that be a great idea? You know, I'm sure you love me enough and Dad to come and spend the day with us because you're not even bothered about watching the game, are you? And you turn around and what do you say? Because you don't know how to keep healthy boundaries. You say yes. Instead of maybe saying, hey, mom, you know, I'd really like to come. But like I've spent a load of money. I've like, shh, don't say anything. But I'm taking Claire. We're going to go to Cardiff for a day out. And look, I'm sure you want the best for me and, and Claire. And I've organized the day. That's okay. And maybe you don't go there because your mum 
responds with that usual stuff that she does because she's controlling. And she responds and she says, Oh, so you don't love me then? She's more important to us than you. And that's wrong. We can learn this today. These boundaries that we have in our lives, we shouldn't be controlling people. We shouldn't be avoiding people. We shouldn't have to make excuses for people. And every single day, every single week, people cross lines. And Jesus is there. And like, you know, he's got a plan. You're going to marry Claire. She's the one for you. And instead, you turn around and you say to Claire, oh, like something's happened. And she knows it's the same old story. Says, oh, look, I, you know, maybe we won't go to the restaurant or whatever. And she turns around and says, because you, like, you've been together for two years, she knows it's the usual routine. She said, oh, what happened? Mam called, did she? Uh, yeah, 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 well, yeah, kind of. You know, it's like, it's like, it's not worth a hassle, Claire. Let's us just... Is this story familiar? Real talk, is this story familiar? And we struggle, back to those questions, we struggle with all of these questions in our lives of, like, how can we establish these boundaries together? Let's look at God's word today. A very practical word that I've got for you today. Last week's message on boxes, please get that. That's for your heart. This week's message on boundaries is for your head. It's a really practical thing that we need to be doing in our lives for us to be able to equip ourselves as believers and as disciples of Jesus for us to win. Amen. Are you ready to turn God's word? Yeah. yeah? Hide your excitement. Hide your enthusiasm because we're going to open the book of power this morning and we're going to turn to God's word and it is going to change your life today. I've just got one verse for you. Make this a memory verse for you if you want to, but it's from Proverbs 15, verse 10. And it's simply this. You're going to read this verse and it's going to hurt, okay? But we're going to read this verse, but we are going to learn to see the good side of this verse. And it simply says this, Proverbs 15, verse 10 says, Stern discipline awaits him who leaves the path. You see, if I'm going to leave the path and go down that hard shoulder, I can expect stern discipline. You know, I think I might get, be getting away with it until, you know, I hear that sound, you know, the sound we all hate. Oh, no. You know, where do those lights come from? Oh, we had a little light on the way back last night. Didn't we, Gareth? We were coming back, and we wanted to be back quite quickly. And if he hasn't told you already, Helen... We had a little flash on the way back last night. It wasn't a selfie, it was one from the rear. It was, and we came, and I don't know, you know, it, it happens. And look, I'm just going to justify it. We, we just, he, he just wanted to get back to you, Helen. He just wanted to get back to your loving arms as quickly as possible. And we were driving through the, I don't know what happened with the contraflow, but Gareth went, watch out, there's a spit. It was too late. Yeah. So never mind. You know, at least you can have a nice photograph to celebrate and you might have some points as well. You know, and, you know, and I love, we all have points because what do points mean? You know, if he gets up to nine points, he gets a push bike. Way! And we cross these lines every single day and I know we laugh at them, but they, get, they have consequences because stern discipline awaits those or awaits him that leaves the path 
And there are some things that have like financial consequences of us and consequences of our lives. But there's stuff that we do that has emotional confident, uh, consequences, spiritual confident, uh, uh, consequences, relational consequences on our lives as we cross these lines. Let's pray. Father God, as we turn to your word, and we turn to the subject, Lord, of how you want us to have healthy boundaries in our lives. Healthy boundaries with the things that are destructive to us. Healthy boundaries with our habits. Healthy boundaries with the places we go. Healthy boundaries with the people we spend time with. Healthy boundaries in the area of our own self-discipline the secrets of our heart and the deepest recesses of our mind in terms of how we think. Oh God, will you today discipline us, teach us, empower us so that today we can help stay on the path as we turn to your word, O oh Lord. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Help me stick on it today, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, last week's message on boxes was about letting Jesus in. We were ripping boxes open, boxes of different labels on our lives, boxes about insecurity, boxes about divorce, boxes about you know, all experiences that happen to us that we listen to the wrong voices instead of listening to the voice of God, as uh, Martin shared earlier, the voice of God that says, you are beloved, you are loved today. We listen to the other voice, the other voice that says, you messed up again. The voice said, call yourself a Christian. All of those voices and boxes was about letting Jesus in. The ultimate unboxing. You haven't got to go to YouTube and watch one. The ultimate unboxing, unboxing the deepest recesses of our hearts. So get that podcast, I'd encourage you. Letting Jesus in is what boxes is about. But boundaries is about keeping things out. Keeping things out of our lives that will destroy us if we're not careful. Things that will harm us and things that will hurt us. So I want to point to you a couple of areas this morning. The first thing I want to do is some of us need to have boundaries about the places that we go. You know, I remember a friend of mine that had struggled for years with alcohol addiction. And there were certain places that he didn't go as a consequence. What do you think those places were? Shout them out. Pubs. Pubs. Yeah, what else? Nightclubs. What else? Anywhere that had an alcohol area. Now, some people would say to him, well, you haven't got a victory over that then, have you? Eh? Well, you try and say that if you've got a problem with addiction. It's easy for us to point to someone else's sin. We're all different. Sin looks different on each one of you. Let's not each of us dare judge one another for the way we live, live one another's lives, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you do that? If you are, well, there's a problem for you because you already have pride in your heart. Look at me. I'm not an alcoholic. 
Look at me, I don't struggle with addiction. I can go anywhere I want. Well, whoopee for you, but you better deal with your pride, brother. You better deal with your pride, sister. Sin looks different on each and every one of us. And some of us, we just have to be careful about the places that we go. And in 2 Samuel chapter 11, there's a story about a king. And you think this king, his name's Dai. Hebrew word, David. Welsh word, Dai. And Dai's a king. What a great name for a king. David the king. And this king has got everything. Big palace. He's got, didn't have Ferraris and Lamborghinis back those days, guys. Chariots and horses. Much, much better. Because, you know, you can't say, Lamborghini. But you can go, I say, young man, will you get me the chariot? And it wheels up here with its noble steed. And off it goes and takes you to war. And David had everything. And in those days, you were allowed to have more than one wife. And you were allowed to have concubines. I mean, I've got one wife. And that is enough for me. I've got to be honest. Like, why would you want 300? And 300 concubines. I mean, if he spent a day with one wife and a day with one concubine, if one doesn't work out, he says, don't worry, I'll see you in 600 days. I mean, can you imagine that? If you had them on a rotor, who am I with today? Oh, I'm with Sophie today. Oh, never mind, I've got Claire tomorrow. You look, can you imagine that madness? And with all of this plentiness that he had in his life. I'm just being real, guys, right? Don't laugh at me. You're thinking it too. But can you imagine in the middle of all of that? And there's this lovely verse at the beginning of 2 Samuel chapter 11. It says, in the spring, when men go to war, like, I mean, that's a bit messed up to start with, isn't it? Oh, hey, here we are, winter in the middle of December, it's Christmas. Yes, but don't worry, boys. Spring is coming, we can take a few scalpels. Can you imagine that? In the spring, when men go to war. And you see, some of us are supposed to be in different places. And we're not where we're supposed to be. And when we're not where we're supposed to be, stuff happens to us. David should have been a war. He should have been leading his men. He should have been there at the front line with them leading by example. But the Bible doesn't tell us for some reason he hung back. And you see, David's a mighty warrior. Incredible, incredible fighter. But when you're at home, guys, on your own and nothing to do, and the lads have gone off fighting, your mind wonders. There's stuff to do. Your mind wonders. You be careful, guys. 10, 11 o'clock at night, you've got nothing to do and you've got an internet connection. That'll lead you to a whole pile of trouble. So keep yourself busy. Give yourself healthy boundaries and accountability and go off and do something else. I mean, 10 o'clock at night, most of you are just coming alive. I know that because I phone you 10 o'clock in the morning and most of the time you're in bed. <laughs> Am I talking real here? Are you getting this, lads? No? And so in the time we're supposed to be away to war, in the time we're supposed to be in work, in the time we're supposed to be somewhere, we hang back. And David hang back. And he finds himself on the top of his veranda. And on the top of his veranda, he's there. I imagine him with a glass of wine or a goblet of wine. And he's there with his... And he looks across. And he sees Bathsheba. And she is having a bath. It's in the name. And she is there bathing. And she is washing... And for some reason, she's more gorgeous than the whole collection he's got back at the ranch. And it leads him into a whole 
pile of trouble because David shouldn't have been on the veranda to start with. He should have been in war. But even if he's on the veranda, he should have backed out of there. He should have known because, I mean, I'm just being real with you here, lads. Are you okay if I'm being really real with you? You know, it's okay to have that first look. You say, whoa, I noticed her over there. She's smart. You know, you can look at the thumbnail, but don't go in for the HD view. You know, and what he should have done is he thought, whoa, she's over there. I'm getting out of here right now. Me and my wine, I'll, I'll go in and, uh, I don't know, I'll go and play some pool. He probably had a pool table. Did he have a pool table? Have we got these boundaries? And there were two boundaries that David crossed. First of all, he should have been at war. And he wasn't. And he crossed another boundary. Secondly, he should have backed out of that veranda, should have stopped gazing and should have gone away. And it lead it to, if you go and count them to the scriptures, I haven't. But he crosses one boundary and another one and another one and another one and there's a big cover-up. And people get killed. Even Uriah, Bathsheba's wife, is, her husband, is put in the front of the battle and he loses his life because of the grand cover-up of what David is trying to do. When we cross boundaries, people get hurt, including David. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. What places do we need to avoid? What places do you know that are bad for you? Steer away from them. It's not a weak thing to do. It's a strong thing to do. Jesus is cheering you on. He will power. You say, God, I'm just going to give this to you. I ain't going to go there no more. There are certain places that from now on, and you know what they are, God is speaking to you right now, I believe, and you're you're saying to yourself, I ain't going to go to those places no more. That nightclub, that particular street, some of you where you're living, maybe you need to consider even moving out and living somewhere else because of the stuff that's happening around you. But, Find yourself in places that are good for you. Secondly, places that are bad for you. But secondly, people that are bad for you. You know the type. Come on, you've met the type. I mean, most of you have met him. He's he's normally a man. And this man is the life and soul of the party. And he's in control of everything in his life. And, you know, he he might even be a business guy. Or he might, you know, uh, he might even be a church pastor. You know, a lot of the time they've got leadership positions. You know, and, and, and they're great, great leaders. And they, they do all of these kind of bold things and they go everywhere. But, you know, he's different when his wife's around. Do you know people like that? I mean, I remember a, a guy that was a particular company director. Do you know when he was at a party? Ah, he was a life and soul. He's out on the dance floor cutting some... Oh, I remember. I'm not supposed to do that, am I? He was cutting some shapes, life and soul. All right, lads, I'll buy you a round of drinks. But every year at our gala dinner, when his wife would come along, he'd sit there quietly at the table like a lamb. I said, are you coming out on the dance floor? No, it's all right. I'm keeping my wife company this morning, uh, this evening. And if a different person around different people. Do you know people like that? Because there are no people boundaries. Or you know the other person. The other person that normally you've got moral lines in your life that you don't cross. You say, this is the person I'm going to be. I am who he says I am. This is what God wants me for. Until she comes into the room. And we all know her. 
because she's the life and soul of the party and she comes in and she's charming and she's lovely and she's such good company. She says, hey, are we going out tonight? I mean, you're not even dating her, but she's so much fun to be with. But that girl is poison. And she gets you into a whole load of trouble. Do you know that girl? There's one in the Bible. You can turn to the book of Judges in chapter 16 and you can read all about it. I mean, because Samson was strong. I mean, this was a guy that like, you know, he would go take a jawbone of a donkey. I mean, the scripture actually says something else, but I'm not sure if that's a proper word I should use in church. But he takes a jawbone of a donkey and he goes to war and kills everyone that's got military equipment. And he just goes and takes them all out ninja style. But Delilah, my, my, my Delilah, <laughs> that girl is poison. And he shouldn't be with her. He should give her a wide berth. But she comes to him all the time and she, because she's charming, she says, Oh, Samson, you're so awesome. You're so strong. Where do you get? Look at those biceps. I mean, that's what she's thinking. It doesn't say that in the scripture, but that, that's it. Look at, where does all your strength come on? And she says, oh, like, I can't tell you. Look, I'm just built like this. I'm just like a superhero. They should make a film about Samsung. They really should. I, Samsung would take on Thor and Iron Man and everyone, and he would win, wouldn't he? Except if he ain't gone to the barbers. Because Samson's strength, as a scripture, was in his hair. Now, I don't believe it was physically in its hair. I believe it was the anointing of God on his life because there was a boundary there that he wasn't across. And what happens? He should have given her a wide berth, just like you should give that girl a wide berth. Because it's Friday and you've got nothing to do and she does her usual thing, sends you that text. She didn't even ask. She sends you that text that says, I'm coming over. Smiley. Bang. And you know when the text comes, you think, oh, no. But you've got no boundaries. And she comes and knocks on the door. And you think to yourself, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just give her a wild birth. I'll, I'll knock. And she knocks again. And she knocks again. And she swings a letterbox. She says, I know you're in there. Let me in. Don't try and hide in me. And she's in the window. You're hiding behind the sofa. She sees you. I can see you behind the sofa. Come on, you dummy. We're going out. And before you know it, because you've got no boundaries, she leads you to a whole load of places that you didn't want to. And next thing is 2 a.m. in the morning and you're at some different kind of club. And like she's long gone, she's with somebody else. And you're there again because you forgot to put your boundaries in place. And you are a man of God. You see, you want to follow the path. But because you haven't got boundaries and because that girl is poison, she leaves you in a whole load of trouble that you never wanted to be in. Just like Samson. I mean, he's a man of God. I love the ending, but it's so sad, isn't it? He crosses a path, he loses his sight, and in the end, he loses his life. What potential was in Samsung? Samson? Samsung? Samsung? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a Samson is Korean for Samsung. all the potential. And I just want to say to you young men, speaking to young men in the house this morning and young women, there's potential in you. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the path. 
don't get blinded by Delilah. And we all know these people that we wouldn't hang around with. In fact, we don't name them children after them. What did you name the child? Hell, I've had a child. You were celebrating Natalie's grandchild. What did you name her then? Delilah. (laughs) My, my, my. Or what did you name her? Jezebel. It's a boy. What did you name him? Judas. We do not name people after these people. Why? Because they crossed a line. That's why we remember them. We label them. Thomas crossed a line and now we call him? We don't call him Thomas. Who shouted that? (laughs) He crossed the line and he becomes doubting Thomas. Don't doubt. Have faith. Believe. So listen, I wanted to introduce you. There's an exercise I wanted to do this week. Time's running on and I'm going to draw a close. But I wanted you to take a challenge with me today. Will you do that? So that we don't find ourselves with the wrong people. So that if you're going to take Claire out to the game and mam phones, you are equipped to be able to say no. Do you think that would be great? Some of you want help in this area from controlling people and from people that try to intimidate you and people that try to control you. And for some of us here, as part of the exercise when we take it, do you know you might find out you're more controlling than you think? Like, I mean, everyone knows you're a control freak. Everyone knows. They just don't tell you. They don't. Because you're a control freak, that's why they don't tell you. So will you take the challenge with me this week? Will you do so? I want you to take a boundary test. And I love the work of the writer. He's a great, great psychologist. And uh, he's, he's fantastic. He's a guy called Dr. Henry Cloud. And he's written loads of books. And these points that I'm taking for you here and what I'm going to share with you is from his book, Boundaries. It could be the best thing that happens to you and your life. He's got three books. Pick one if you want to. Come see me after. If you can't afford it, I'll buy the book for you as long as you promise to read it. And if you promise to read it, I'm not going to be controlling, but I am going to keep you accountable. I will provide you with a book. Church not going to pay for it. I'm going to pay for it personally. And I will give you the book as long as you promise to read it. And in a month or two months' time, I'll come back and I'll say, hey, how did you get on with that book? What did you learn for it? I'll keep you accountable so that what you're asking for is going to reap good things in your life. Are you cool with that? And there's three books you could read. The first one is called Boundaries. And there's a second book that he wrote called Boundaries in Marriage. And there's a third book that he wrote called Boundaries with Kids. Do you think that's great? So just pick one of those and come and see me after church. You'll see the Connections team in the foyer. They're selling Christmas boxes this morning and collecting them back. Uh, Sorry, the the boxes to contain them and take them back in off you this morning. See the team over there. Just see the team. Jot them a name or come and see me or drop me an email or a Facebook message uh, this week. Because we're going to look at together this week. First thing I want you to do, it's already on Facebook. I've posted a link that's appeared there miraculously right now. And you're going to take a Boundary Busters test. And there are four people that you need to be careful in your life. The compliant, the avoidant, the controller, and the non-responsive. Will you do me a favor? Take the test and do some learning. And see, learn about yourself. And learn about some people in your life that you might 
need to address where you're at with them. Is that okay? Okay, and I want to leave with a challenge as we close and as the team come up to lead us in a song to close. And it's this. I believe that God has spoken to some of you already today. You need to make a decision in your heart right now about certain places that you're never going to go again. Because every time you go there, it leads you to trouble. If that's you, can I ask you to just grab that place and bring it to the front of your mind right now? Others of you, you need to not just reject certain people in your life, but you need to build healthy boundaries. Look, maybe you need to just unfriend them on Facebook or just mute them. You know, because, you know, he loves jokes that cross a line. And maybe all he does is send you pictures on Messenger that he thinks are funny but are just inappropriate and set off all kinds of things in your head. Or maybe he sends the kind of jokes that you laugh at, but you know that you're a follower of Jesus and you're his disciple and they got no place in your life. So, push him back. Push him back, because he's no friend if he doesn't respect your views. Can I say that again? He's no friend if he doesn't respect you. Just say, hey, whatever his name is. This kind of stuff is not for me. Can you stop sending me that? And he sends it again and you say, hey, Look, I thought I told you last week, that, that kind of stuff's not for me. I'm not trying to be a prude and I, you know, listen, I want some fun as much as everybody else, you know, but that kind of stuff, it's got no place in my life. And if he sends it a third time, just say, hey, look, I thought we'd agreed that we had a boundary here. And look, you've crossed it a third day. Look, I'm sorry. I just need to, like, close you down on messages, just mute you, because it's the only way I can keep my life pure. Or maybe some of you need to go further than that and just go into your contacts on that phone and just delete that person. Real talk? Can we do that? And then for others of us, let's take the test. Come on, let's pray. Father God, as you teach us through your word, as we follow your path, Lord, as you mark out cones to keep us in safety, as you mark out white lines that will keep us on the narrow path, would you help us to obey them? I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I leave you with one last photograph? And here it comes. Some of you will be aware of this photograph. This is the Selby rail crash. And there's a guy called Gary Hart who's driving his Land Rover on the motorway, he crossed a line. Didn't just cross over into the hard shoulder, but he crossed and went through a fence. And he went down the fence, down an embankment, and he and the Land Rover ended up on a rail track. And he climbed out and he tries his best with his mobile phone to get some signal and phone. But within a couple of minutes, there's a high-speed train that's hurtling down the track. Smashes into the Land Rover. And souls are lost. And it creates the worst train accident in history. It is the biggest car insurance claim ever. Because the insurance company of the motor vehicle had to pay it out. And the last count, it was in excess of £50 million to fix trains and to fix everything. But you know that day? People got hurt. 
people lost their lives. And you know who it hurt too? Gary Hart. I mean, he set off that morning. He didn't intend to kill people. He didn't intend to hurt people. And people are vindictive and pointing the finger because sin looks different on all of us, doesn't it? Let him who has no sin cast the first stone. He found himself in prison and all the families are pointing the finger at him. Let him who has no sin cast the first stone. But what's Jesus' response? To Gary Hart and to every one of us. He doesn't condemn us because we all cross lines every day. What Jesus wants us to do is to have discipline in our lives. To switch off that phone when we're driving. And to put healthy boundaries so that people don't get hurt and lives don't get wrecked. Build healthy boundaries, I ask, in Jesus' name. Amen. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.